Welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast, hosted by me, Carolina Sopran. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach, a Pilates instructor with a background in science, and a master's in medical radiations. I'm your stress buster chick, chatting all things stress, helping you, the modern woman, create more balance, calmness, and health in life. I used to be just like you, running on adrenaline, stressed 24-7, and a professional perfectionist in all aspects of life. Over the last couple of months, I have wanted to create a platform for stressed, stuck, and professional women just like you, empowering and nurturing you to live your most balanced life. I have learned and come up with some amazing tools to help bring more zen into your everyday life. Enjoy. Hello darlings and welcome to episode 13 of the Too Blessed to be Stressed podcast. Happy New Year 2020, the first episode for the year. I'm so excited. Um, There's so much content coming your way in 2020 and I have loads of amazing plans for the podcast. But before we dive into the episode, I really just wanted to acknowledge the bushfires that are happening in Australia at the moment. It's been very distressing, mostly for the people that have lost so much, but also for everyone else that has been seeing these images of um, all the wildlife that's been lost and all the beautiful people that have lost their homes. So I wanted to use this episode really firstly to urge you to donate to one of the charities or one of the organizations that are helping the people that have been affected by the fires. I myself um, am a massive lover of animals and I know a lot of you guys already know that, Um, but Wildlife Rescue is an amazing organization. They're called WIRES, so you can actually find them on Instagram and donate through their page. Um, Given that we've lost so much of the Australian wildlife, um, I think it's a really important cause and if you have a little bit of money to spare, please donate. But let's get into today's episode. Today we're talking about perfectionism and as a recovering perfectionist, I feel like I know quite a lot about this topic. Um, I think modern women out there are under continuous pressure to be perfect, to have everything sorted in their life, to have the perfect family, the perfect job, the perfect partner, perfect friends, and that white picket fence house. Um, And fortunately, but also unfortunately, there is no perfect. And even when people look perfect on the outside, they might not necessarily be perfect on the inside. And imperfections are actually beautiful. And I have definitely learned to laugh at myself all the time. And I definitely encourage people to do that. I'm the first to admit when I've said something silly or if I've done something silly, you need to laugh at yourself in all honesty. Um, And trying to be perfect is not only stressful, but absolutely exhausting. And so many studies out there have now shown that perfectionism can lead to burnout, depression, um, because nothing is ever enough for that particular person. So 
let's start off by looking at perfectionism and what it actually is. So perfectionism is really the need to appear perfect all the time and setting goals and standards that are so, so high that are actually not achievable. And I personally believe that perfectionism comes from both genetics and the environment that you're in. I grew up with both parents being huge perfectionists and I guess some parents are a little bit more laid back, but I've always grown up with these two beautiful people that were and are still such perfectionists. But I also think your environment has a lot to do with it as well. And from my perspective and where I've come from, I've always been in environments where you needed to be perfect. Um, I was a ballerina for a really, really long time, hence the picture on my Instagram for this particular podcast, um, but always needed to be perfect, perfect hair, the perfect figure, um, perfect dancing, all those things that ballerinas need to do um, and be, I guess. Um And I've always been in professions that rely on me to get things right. So perfect example is radiotherapy. I work in precision and getting things right 100% of the time. And that's definitely a part of my life that I'm never going to give up being a perfectionist in. Um, But there are, like I said, certain types or certain areas of your life where good enough is good enough and you don't need to be perfect 24-7. So let's look at the different types of perfectionism. So the healthy type of perfectionism is the adaptive type and these types of individuals really always want to just develop skills and they want to learn and they always have this desire to improve but not necessarily be perfect. So um, I guess This type of perfectionism works really well when you're learning something new. So if you're at university at the moment, this type of perfectionism is great. You're more focused on getting better as opposed to looking at the end effect and also your work. So if you've started a new job and I know totally how that feels, um, really focus on that desire to learn new things and get better rather than needing to be perfect on your second day. So the maladaptive perfectionism is the unhealthy one. So it's the negative type where the person is never satisfied with what they've actually achieved and they dismiss anything that isn't perfect. And usually these types of people set unrealistic goals. They don't start tasks that they don't think they are capable of finishing. They view mistakes as failure and they spend so much time on the things that are not super significant. And this is one I can definitely vouch for. We redo everything time and time again till we get it perfect. And this is why some perfectionists are, I guess, portrayed by others as procrastinators, purely because we spend so much time on these little things that probably won't matter in the long run. 
But there is really nothing wrong with setting goals and trying to be good at something. But it's when that negative type of perfectionism starts getting a little bit out of hand and it starts affecting your health. And it can be harmful when it comes to both your personal and professional life. And I've definitely experienced that um, during my time. But I think when it comes to your general health, there's been so many studies out there to show that people, particularly professional people and um, athletes, they tend to suffer from burnout as a result of trying to be perfect all the time. And I do believe that that was the reason why I became unwell um, because perfectionism has always been my drive, which can be a good thing to an extent. Um, But perfectionism also affects your self-esteem. So your self-esteem is often tied to your ability to achieve things. And if you feel like you have failed, then that definitely can lead to low self-esteem and it can create a lot of negative talk inside your head, which we all have. Um, And we can become quite judgmental of Um, what we do and how we do it. I know I've done it to myself before. It also decreases your productivity. So like I said earlier, perfectionists are actually seen as procrastinators, which is a bit of a funny concept, but um, often we focus on really little things and we forget to see the bigger picture. And it also impacts your creativity because it actually stops you from stepping outside of your comfort zone and take risks as well. And last year, I have to be honest, I took so many risks, which is totally not like me at all. But I've definitely tried to rewire my way of thinking. And I often now say to myself, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Very often things can be fixed um, unless you're dealing with people's lives. Um, Most things can be fixed or if something doesn't work out for you, then it could just be a beautiful lesson for you. So that's how I always approach things now. What's the worst that can happen? I always put that question forward. Um, So let's get into how we can actually manage perfectionism. Um, It's really hard, but I do believe um, it probably took me, I don't know, about two years to get better at managing it. Um, So the first thing is changing your behavior and the way you think. So work out what is actually important in your life and what do you actually need to be perfect in so I gave the example of my job that needs to be done perfectly because I'm affecting other people's lives however there are bits of your life that don't need to be perfect like the housework obviously you want things to look beautiful but they always won't um, particularly if you're a little bit short of time and I guess you also need to learn to let things go a little bit and be able to delegate things to the people around you, which I also found really, really difficult. I found this really difficult in my work life. I just couldn't let things go. I was like, I do things this way and this is the way I do them and no one else will do it the same way. But really, um, particularly if you're working as a team, that is something you need to learn to do. Um, And look at that big picture. Will 
the thing that you're doing matter in a day, in a month, in a week, in a year, most of the time it won't actually matter. No one will come to your house and say, oh my goodness, that looks really bad. Um, Well, most people won't. I know my friends wouldn't, but um, I think you really just slowly need to let little bits go at a time. And some of the lovely mantras that I have in my journal, which I sort of read out to myself from time to time when I feel like my perfectionism isn't being um, very well managed, is nobody's perfect because nobody is. Um, I can do my best and mistakes are a part of life. Setting realistic goals, um, if you haven't had a chance yet, on episode 12, which was the last episode before the end of last year, I went all into goal setting. So as perfectionists, we usually set these huge tasks that aren't actually achievable. And that's the bit that causes the most stress. But if you actually break those little goals into what I like to call semi-goals, you will be able to have a better chance of actually achieving them. Listening to your emotions and seeing how things um, make you feel. We often run away from emotions and we run away from the way we feel. We think things will get better. But really sitting with your emotion and seeing how things impact you and what emotions you're feeling when you're trying to be perfect all the time and actually getting comfortable sitting with those emotions. The next one is making mistakes and owning them. This is a huge one. I used to avoid making mistakes like it was like the worst thing in my life that I could ever do. And obviously with my job, that is totally valid. Um, No one wants to make mistakes in their work. But in other parts of my life, mistakes have definitely led me to where I am today. And I actually embrace them now because it gives me an opportunity to learn something. It gives me an opportunity to learn something about myself. And it definitely brings an aspect of maturity to how you actually deal with that mistake and how you communicate that mistake, whether it's to someone or to yourself. So don't be afraid to make those mistakes. And readjusting the rules. I'm not sure what everyone thinks about this one, but um, most perfectionists definitely live a very rigid, structured life. And even though it's great to have those high standards be organized, it's also really important to be flexible and enjoy life, be a little bit spontaneous, particularly in your personal life. I think as we get older, we just get so serious. We forget how to have fun. And I do believe that is a big um issue in relationships these days when you meet someone usually you have fun with them or you'd like to hope that you have lots of fun with them Um, and as life gets sort of busy you forget to allocate that time to the other person and I do believe that it is definitely one of the most vital things you can actually do with another person whether it's your partner or your friend just purely have fun Um, focusing on the big picture. So tunnel vision is a huge thing when it comes to being perfect. And I've 
definitely been guilty of that. But sometimes you focus so much on the little thing that you forget about the big picture. So think about the most important part of what you're actually doing. So if it's a project, look at the things that don't necessarily have to be done 100% perfect but then look at those things that are non-negotiables and definitely need to be 100%. So sort of weigh out what needs to be good enough and what needs to be absolute perfection. Relax and flow. I actually went to a beautiful yoga class this morning and I've definitely learned to relax a little bit more, but perfectionists definitely find it hard to relax and relaxation is so important. I rave on about this all the time, but it's so important for your life and well-being and being able to actually have some switch of time, have your breaks, have your time to just do what you want to do. I definitely didn't take my breaks at work for a really long time. I didn't even quite know what a break was but um, it is something you actually need to be really consistent with and it should definitely be one of your non-negotiables because when we work we most of the time do a really good job and your brain also needs a little bit of a break with all the things that it's thinking about getting right so if this is your personality trait I definitely hope you got a couple of tips because being perfect is definitely not sustainable and life is way more than um, all about perfectionism I can assure you of that so learn to enjoy your life a little bit more and be a little bit less perfect because life is for living not for stressing you are too blessed to be stressed Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Knowing Her Wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to Be Stressed.